holding, we're holding on the bottom of the last line. <coughs> so the Mashuach Mochama said that you, Kalal Yisrael, are not like this. Um, you're going, and the Mishnah said, you're going with Hashem. Hashem is going with you. So, and why did he speak in such a specific way that Hashem is going with you? Why didn't he just say, Hashem is with you? What does he mean that Hashem is going with you? Okay, that was the question. I have a question. Of course, Hashem is with us. No. Nope. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. Explains the Gemara, because the name of Hashem, and all of the meaning the. Nicknames, so to speak, of Hashem, Munachim Ba'arim, were placed in the Arim. And that's what it means that Hashem was going with them, that Kilud, Hashem himself was there with going with them. The Torah was in there? It was the Torah and the Shivrei Luchas, Taisus says, were there. And they went, they brought them into battle. And so too it says, Vayishlach Oisam, Moshe. And Moshe sent them Elef Lamata, a thousand per e per Shevet Latzava to the army. Oisam ve'es Pinchas, them and Pinchas. That's what the pasuk says. And the Gemara now interrupts the pasuk to elucidate. Oisam, what does it mean? Them, Elu Sanhedrin. This is referring to Sanhedrin, which is equal to all of Klai Yisrael, because it says Oisam. It's Moshe sending all of Klal Yisrael, so to speak, a thousand per each per Shevet. Oisam is referring to the Sanhedrin, who was equal to all of Klal Yisrael. And Pinchas, he sent Pinchas, Zem Meshuach Molchama. This is referring to the Meshuach Molchama, who's going out to uh, be the general or be the motivational speaker, etc. Now, the end of the Pasuk says, and Hashem, again, Hashem, Moshe sent, a thousand, sent them a thousand per Shevet for the army. Them and Pinchas, the Klehakoidesh, and the holy vessels. So the ho- what does that mean, the Klehakoidesh? Ze Arain, this is referring to the Arain, the Luchais Shaboy, and the Luchais, meaning the Shivrei Luchais that were in it, the Chatzaitzrois Hatrua, and the Pasuk concludes that they had the trumpets of Trua in their hands, Eluha Shaifrais, these were the Shaifrais which they would use during battle. Okay, fine. The trumpets, Correct, right. So we're bringing a pussy for the clear Kodesh, is that the point? No. To bring... Well, yeah, 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 yeah. For the clear Kodesh, for the Aaron and the Luchas. Yeah, exactly. That's part yeah. of that Pasuk that was quoted at the beginning. What's in that Pasuk. That's yeah, correct. That would... That's right. That's what I was saying, that the Pasuk is interrupting. The Gemara interrupts the Pasuk to elucidate, and then we can com- complete the Pasuk. Okay? Good. Tana. It was taught. Loi l'chinam. It was not for no reason... That Halach Pinchas Lamolchava, that Pinchas went to war, to battle against the Midianim. Elah, rather, it was Lipara Din, to mete out justice on behalf of and take revenge for Avi Imai for his grandfather. Shanam, as it says in the Pasuk, and the Midianim sold him, sold Yosef to the Egyptians and so the Midianim had a hand in Yosef going down to Mitzrayim. So Pinchas, who's Yosef's grandchild, grandson, is coming to take revenge on behalf of his grandfather. 
To which the Gemara asks, Lememra, do you mean to say, the Pinchas mi Yosef asi, that Pinchas came from Shevet Yosef? But it's written in the Pasuk, Ve'elazar ben Aaron, and Elazar the son of Aaron, Lokach loy, he took for himself mi benois putio, from the daughters of putio, loy le'isha, for him for a wife. That's what Elazar ben Aaron, Elazar ben Aaron, so we said that, we said that the, that Pinchas' mother's father, meaning his mother's grandfather, was... Wait, how's Yosef? Where's Yosef? That's the Bryce that says. That Yosef was the grandfather of Pinchas. That's what the Bryce is telling me. That the Bryce knows that the grandfather of Pinchas is Yosef. To which the Gemara is asking, you need to tell me that Pinchas comes from Yosef? Yosef was the one who was sold by the Midianim to the Egyptians. So the Gemara is asking on the premise... Or on the assumption of the Brisa, the Brisa assumed that Pinchas is the grandson of Yosef, and Pinchas is coming to take revenge on behalf of Yosef. Do you mean to tell me that Pinchas is the grandson of Yosef? But it's written in the Pasuk, that Allah married a descendant of Putia. Okay, now we just said that Pinchas' mother descended from Yosef. The Pasuk says that Elazar's wife, who was the mother of Pinchas, was a descendant of Putiel. Who's Putiel? My love, isn't it so that Putiel is the Asimi Yisroi, that she came from Yisroi? And Putiel alludes to this because Yisroi was someone, Shepitain Agolim, that he fattened oxen, he fattened calves, Lavaydes Kechavim, for Avaydesara. Meaning the Pasuk says, Allah married the daughter of Putiel, a, da- a woman who came from Putiel. We are under the assumption that Putiel, is re- as we'll see in a moment why, that Putiel is referring to Yisrael. So if Allah married a woman who came from Yisrael, okay, so who was Pinchas' mother's ancestor? Yisrael, not Yosef. So the Bryce said that Pinchas was coming to take revenge on behalf of his grandfather Yosef. Pinchas' grandfather wasn't Yosef. Pinchas' grandfather was Yisrael, who was Putiel. Because we know Elazar married a woman who descended from Putiel, and Putiel is Yisrael. And to Zagmar Loi, no, no, your assumption is wrong. You assume that Pinchas comes from Yosef, I'm sorry, from Yisrael, because it says he came from the daughter, Elazar married a woman who descended from Putiel. No. When it says that, that Elazar married a woman who was descended from Putiel, Putiel is not Yisrael, Putiel is Yosef. Are you missing a point? That because it's Shepitim Agolim, did you mention that? That's why we think Putiel is referring to Yisrael. Okay, yeah. And now we're just talking about it. No, me Yosef. When it says that Elazar married the daughter of Putiel, it means he married a woman who was descended from Yosef, Shepitpeit, that he mocked, he disgraced, he was mevazeh, and he conquered the in his Yetzirah. So again, the Pasuk says, let's just take it step by step from what the Gemara is saying. The Gemara first says that Pinchas went out to wage war against Midian to take revenge on behalf of his grandfather Yosef, who was sold by the Midianim to the Mitzrayim. Now the Gemara says, "Why? where did you get this from? 
that Pinchas is a grandson of Yosef. Don't we know from the following Pasuk that Pinchas is a grandson of Yisrael? What's that Pasuk? The Pasuk says that Allah married the da- from the daughters of Putiel. Doesn't Putiel mean? Isn't it a reference to Yisrael who fattened calves for Avedazara and that's why he's called Putiel? So if Allah married a daughter of Yisrael, that means that Pinchas didn't come from Yosef, he came from Yisrael. To which the answer is no. The Pasuk is not saying that Allah married from the daughters of Yisrael. The Pasuk is saying that Allah married from the daughters of Yosef. Putiel is not a reference to Yisrael, it's a reference to Yosef. And how does Putiel relate to Yosef? Because Putiel means that he was mefatfet. He mocked his, his Yitzhahara. He said, you think you're going to get me? I'm going to overcome you. So when it, the Pasuk means is, Elazar, the son of Aaron, he took from the daughters of Yosef as a wife. And Pinchas is now taking revenge on behalf of his grandfather Yosef. So Yosef, there's a reference to, the, the, the people is a reference to Yosef. Whereas by Yisro, it's Mamish, a Kenuya. It's a, he was known as, as, as uh, by the name. Shapitim? He was, he was known. No, he was someone who did that. Putiel is saying was that he... It, wasn't he was that one of his seven names? Was he known as Putiel? No. It's one of the seven names that Rashi brings when Yisro comes into the picture. Putiel? Yeah. Sure. I, I don't know. I'm saying that made, that made him... More, more of a candidate. More of a candidate. I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I'll check that. Yeah. Yeah, well, we have to see the, we have to see the Mascara Sagamara, and then we'll understand why that was, why maybe you're referring to him still. But uh, here. Was it the Midianite women that seduced the. Yes. Mo- was the Moabites the Midianite? No, no, it was both. No, it was both. The Moabites, not the Midianites. Okay. Well, it was, it was the two of them together, but. Because I was thinking, I, I'm wondering why the Gamora needed to come on to getting revenge for his grandfather. But why know, him specifically? He had he, he was just a conway. He just he just killed Zimri, right? He was like going strong against Midian already at that point. Like let him go and do battle that, you know? Once you're raising questions like that, what is that gonna mean getting revenge? And what's gonna be on your role in the They were they were a vehicle. The Ishmaelim sold Midian Midian as far as they know, just some random slaves. They sold them. He wasn't some random slave. He still wasn't a random slave. Even in Mitzrayim, they thought that he looked he looked like a noble, a noble person. That, that's, if, if I'm sold a product, even if it looks like a special product, I'm not like. I, I think the cops would still have tines on you. You should have known. <laughs> Hashem definitely has will have tines on you. <laughs> okay. Farshis Yisrael in the beginning, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just sitting and knowing that he was, uh, he probably, probably got a good, good amount of money for him. Who's that? For your sake. I mean, you're saying that why didn't, like, why is he... Uh, why are they culpable? He wants why to are they culpable? But they're culpable because even if they, I mean... Well, there, there, there were slaves on the market that right, it was... Right, right. I'm saying that they probably, you know, they probably knew. Uh, so I'm saying, that's right. I agree with you. I agree with you. He, they, he knew because they knew... They should have known because he didn't look. He looked. He didn't look like a regular, you know. Yeah, probably. Yes. But, okay. Um, answers the Gemara, or correct the Gemara question. <coughs> but, but 
word the Shvatim Mevaza Pinchas by saying the following quote Reisem ben Putizeh, see the son of Puti, this son of Puti. Mevazan means uh, they were disgracing him or, or uh, yeah, disgracing him. They were disgracing him by after he, he did his act of Kanos, killing Zimri and Kuzbi, they said, quote, Reisem ben Putizeh, did you see the son, this son of Puti? Ben, what does that mean? Ben, a son, Shepitem avi imoi. That his grandfather fattened agolim calves. Lavezes can come from Avizardo. Yarek nasi mi Israel. He should come now and kill a nasi zimri. End quote. That was the bizur. So frakti gemara. How could you say that Putiel is referring to the fact that he was the son of grandson of Yosef, who was pitpated the Yitzrael. He he overcame his Yitzhara. But we see a different time that he was called Ben Puti. Right, because of uh, because of the fact that his grandfather was Yisrael, so we see another riot that his grandfather was Yisrael. And to the Gemara, you're right; both of them are true. Ella, rather, and now we're not really giving two options. Well, we were presenting two options without us taking sides. Ella, rather, if his mother's father was from Yosef. And Ime the Ime mi Yisrael, that his mother's mother was from Yisrael. The Ime the Ime mi Yosef, and if his mother's mother was from Yosef, Avua the Ime mi Yisrael, then his father's mother was from Yisrael. And therefore, Nechanami, he had both lineages. He had the fact on one side of the family, on one side of his mother's side was Yosef, one side of his mother's side was Pinchas, was both. I'm sorry, was um, Yisrael. Dekanami, thank you. His mother's mother was from one. Are you always saying it's either or? It's either or. Either his mother's mother was Yisrael and his mother's father was Yosef, or his mother's mother was Yosef and his mother's father was Yisrael. Dekanami, it's mashma like that in the Pesukim as well. The Chsiv, as it says in the Pesuk, Mibnais Putiel. Here. The daughters of Putiel. It says it with a Yud. Trey mashma. The fact that it says it with a Yud. Malait mashma too. You see that there's two putis. Number one, puti of Yisrael. And number two, puti of Yosef, who was the fatheb of Yisrael. Yechanan is correct that Yisrael's, one of Yisrael's seven names was Putiel. In the Maskele Sakamara, his name was Putiel. I mean, that's what they said, then Puti Zev. Yeah. Right here. Okay, have a good memory. Okay. You think I would remember that, because my father's name is Paltiel. <laughs> Paltiel is from Palti ben Lakish. Palti ben Laish. I was thinking about that. I got caught in the Palti ben Laish. Yeah. Palti. You're called up the Jacobin Paltiel. Palti ben Laish was um, when David Amelach married Michal. And then Daika Daimi told Shaul that the marriage is not valid because David's grandmother was Rus. And Rus was from Mayov. Now that accept a Mayav Kapper. Now, really, the Boyaz already darshin Mayavim Lamayavis. But Doig was saying Lashon Hara to get in there. And Shaul HaMelech took Michal and married her off to Palti ben Laish. Palti, Palti ben Laish. For, I don't know for exactly how long, it was a very significant long time that Palti ben Laish and Michal lived in the same room, so to speak, as husband and wife. 
there was a sword in between Palti's bed and Michal's bed. Because Palti knew that the halacha was in Boyaz. Shaul was the king and he said that he, should, he has to marry her. But he put a sword in between their, in between their beds, never to be, because in his mind, she's an Asian sage. That's Palti ben Laish. Uh, that's no. The, the, the Gemara talks about Chazal talk about the, the the yeah the the fact that he was. I mean. Yeah, I mean maybe there's a maybe there is a connection there. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Zok the Mishnah. Okay. So now we go weiter. The Dibru Hashoytrim, and the Shoytrim spoke. The Shaitrim are repeating now what the Meshwach Mochama said. The Dibru Hashaitrim El Ha'am Lemar. And the Shaitrim, the officer, spoke to the nation saying. And again, we're going through, we're elaborating a little bit more. I don't know if, if the Meshwach Mochama also elaborated, or the Mishnah is just saying what, what he meant. But the Shaitrim would repeat. What the Meshurach Malchama said. The Dibru HaShaitrim Allah Lamer. The Shaitrim said to the nation, saying, Mihaish, who is the man, Asher Bonabai Ischadosh, that built a new house of Allah Chanachoy? And he did not, uh, he wasn't Machanach, and he didn't do Chanukah Zabayis and start living there. Yeleich Vyoshev Lebesi. He should go back and return to his house. etc. So now the mission explains what does it mean? <coughs> who is it that built a house and didn't yet live in it? Says the Mishnah, Echad Haboyne Beis Hateven. This refers to someone, both someone who built a, a storage house for straw, Beis Habakar, or a uh, barn, Beis Ha'etzim, or a storage house for wood, Beis Ha'etzarais, a storage house for wine, for oils, or for uh, grain, a silo. Any kind of home, any kind of building that's fit, that can technically be used for a dwelling purposes, that exempted the person from going to war. Hanukkah Zabai is not a celebration necessarily, but a usage. You have to use it. You have to. Okay? What is Ha'otzarais? is a general storage house for. Grain for wine or for oil. So any of those is going to count. I mean, not only a regular house, even if it's a base hatevin, a, a storage place for straw, base ha bakar, a barn. Does that have to be completed? Bakar has to be built. Yeah, it has to be ready to roll, and then. And says the Mishnah, echad habayna, both whether someone built it, vechad aleikeach. Or if someone bought a built house, the echad hayyirish, or someone who inherited a house, the echad, or shenitan matana, or if it was given to him as a gift, even though all these things, not necessarily is the house new, so this is a raya for hand-me-downs. It's new for you. So if it's new for you, that's, a, uh, that's enough to send them home back from war. Okay? So that is in, in the exemption of Again, number one, it doesn't have to be bono. It doesn't have to be necessarily what we would call a bias. And it doesn't necessarily have to be chadash. Okay? Any of these other 
iterations are also going to be exempt. Is this exemption optional? Like if I say, hey, I got a new wood chip, I still want to go. I don't know. I don't know. And this is being repeated from the shaitra. Yeah, but it's being sent first, and repeat meaning as in like they're spread out versus people can hear, or like what's the point of the repetition? I, I think it's more like um, you know they're they're seeing it through. The mashu the mashu is giving the drasha. It's like the rebbe, like we used to have them the torgum and the chutzpahs have a torgum, right? It's like saying it, and then they're like making sure the masses understand it. Right. And and uh, make sure it's executed properly. So, I don't know if it was you or Mark when we were going to Shabbos, when we were clausering the previous Kabara, we were talking about uh, Pinchas being the Kama. <coughs> mm-hmm. Up until then, when we were holding before, we thought that the first time we had Pinchas Mitzvah was, uh, was with Yehoshua, but this goes all the way back to like the very early, like, early things of the Holy, yeah. like Moshe did. Yeah. And here. I mean, because because we would assume that Mashua, the Mechanas Mitzvah would be in Eretz Yisrael. This wasn't. <coughs> this was Mechayim Nikmas on the Diyanim. Or Mechayim Nikmas on Yisrael. Mechayim Nikmas Hashem. Yeah, on the Okay, the next part of the mission is Omiha Ish, and who is the man Hashem Nota Kerem, who planted a vineyard, the Loi Chilaloi, and he did not deconsecrate it. What does it mean he did not deconsecrate it? It means like this. When a person plants a vineyard, so the, or, or any fruits for that matter, the first three years, the fruits are Asr Bahano. It's called Arlo. The fourth year, they have Kedusha on them. By fruits, by fruits it's called Netaravai, which is the fourth year of the fruits being born off the tree. And by a vineyard, it's called Kerem Revai. It's the fourth year of the vineyard. Those fruits either have to be brought to Yerushalayim and eaten the Kedusha, like Maish or you're machalal them, which means you deconsecrate it onto money, eat the grapes regular at home, and then bring the money up to Yerushalayim and eat it Kedusha, just like you would do for Maish So the Pasuk is saying, who is the man, Asher Natokeren, who planted the vineyard, and he didn't get a chance to be machalal, to deconsecrate those fourth-year fruits, <coughs> or fourth-year grapes, Meaning, he didn't get a chance to use his vineyard. Why do they use that specific uh, example of deconsecrate? Why don't they say bring it to which would be the ideal? Which would be the ideal? I'm not sure if that was the ideal. I'm not sure if that was necessarily if it was a lachatchila or a <coughs> Actually, that's number one. Um, number two. The first way you ask the question is why? Why don't you just say that they used it? Yeah. That they ate from it. Well, no. Oh. They take it to Yeah. It could. I'll tell you. I mean, the truth is, I don't think that that was standard. Uh, not only was it not lachatchila, I don't think it was standard. Imagine if every year you, you have to go up in the middle of the year. They have shalosh regalim, and then besides that, every time you have a vineyard over here, you plant a new vineyard. You got a new thing every. You're always going up. It wasn't so practical. So they were being machal. It was something which was standard procedure. So then, so the money, yeah, the money you could do you by yamtiv. On yamtiv, they would use it all. They would use it. Okay. That's why yamtiv expenses for them were very little, because it was it's like um, 
Chavetz Chaim says, "Should marry the Gazach." I'll just share with you, even though it's a tangent. It's such a for me, it was such a question of thing when we came to St. Louis. So we opened our bank accounts, and my wife said, "I think her father told her this is something. You should have a special miser account. Don't just take off miser. Have a special miser account. It's much easier to keep track of everything. You just take it. But not only that, what I've seen personally is that you don't feel the nisayin as much." Because when I get my paycheck, so I take off miser, put it in my account. I control that miser account. And then I get a knock on the door like I got one tonight. Yeah, couple cops, right? And I'm writing a check, but it's not from my bank account. It's from the miser account. So from on both ends, you don't feel that nisayin. You're administering Exactly, exactly. But in the beginning, you don't feel like you're giving it because it says my name on the... It's my name. I could transfer. I could... It was just a... Uh, so, so on Yom Tov, they would come up, they had all this Meister and, and Netter Revai and all the different things for all of their Yom Tov suits in Yerushalayim. I have everything already. It was like an automatic way of, of saving for Yom Tov, you know? Okay. So, <laughs> Who is the man who, who planted a vineyard and was not Mechalit? Says the Mishnah, <laughs> This refers to whether someone planted a vineyard of grapes. Which, if you look at the picture of Rashi, Rashi those those five dots, those five stars. That's what's considered a vineyard. You have two, two, and then one, like a tail. Okay, so whether it's when someone planted a vineyard. What are those? Which, what's the asterisk? Those asterisks are vineyards. Oh, they're vineyards. Yeah. That's a vineyard. That is a vineyard. It's five different grapevines oh, that to five, get yeah. together. Yes, and together it's considered a vineyard. Whether it was with someone who planted a vineyard, the Hainu, five grapevines in this specific formation, at least five grapevines in this specific formation, which had a classification of a vineyard for Kerem Ravai. Or someone who planted. Or someone who planted five fruit trees, again, pastures in this formation, to give it a status of an orchard where I would have the din of Netarevai. Even if the five trees are from different species, I have an apple tree, an orange tree, a lemon tree. A peach tree and a nectarine tree, okay? I have those five trees in that formation. That has a status of an orchard. There's going to be netarevai, and that will exempt me from no, Molchama. Use the phrase again for the fourth year. Really netarevai. Revai. Revai. The fourth, yeah. yeah. Just to clarify, are, you, are, we only talk, are we only talking about when your vineyards in the fourth year, or it also includes four other years? That's no, we're talking about right now. It, it, you had to have had those three. In other words, if I'm, if I have this, if I planted it, I'm second year. Lachayra, I'm still going to be exempt. No, I'm going to oh, be yeah, exempt. Lachayra, Lachayra. I didn't get a chance to use it. You want to know if I go home? If I, if I, okay, again, by the house, for example, I wasn't lachan the house, so I go home and I use the house, but I'm exempt from <coughs> this war. So now I plant a vineyard. For the next four years, I'm out. I'm free to go. Hush, just with, is that what, that what he understood it? I mean, not, not based on my thing, but that's how I understood it. For four years, that's it? 
I mean, based on everything we're learning, it's not like they need to. No, but Bob Karras, maybe, that, maybe that's the answer. Right, right. For three years, you got to go to war. That's, I would think so. That's, I would think. That would answer your question a little bit also. Being yeah, that's why not going there. It's, yeah, Cause so it's the it, I think it might have. No, no. It sounds like the same thing repeated twice. What do you mean? One who planted the fear of Yeah. Somebody who did not. Was Mechalda. Well, that's, a, that's the same thing. Why are you mixing the planting part? Why don't you say, no, 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 it has a chance to be Mechalda. Well, you have, to, you have to own it. Litea is a lush of planting. We'll see in a minute that it's even if you bought it. But the point is, it has to be in your jurisdiction to be mechal. That would be implied by just saying anyone who has a chance to be mechal is in your yet. I didn't get a chance. To, I didn't close the deal to buy it. I'm not going to be positive. Then. Years, then. Right. Then why say, then why, why say the, the planting part of the thing? Everything's implied in mechal. I, I think it's just like it says he, bought a, he built a house. Built, built, plant. You know. It's not really something which is a requirement. Why does the Torah say it? I don't know. Well, that's just how I'm thinking why it makes sense to say that the only one goes the whole time. Don't you have to take care of Like, is it no purpose if you take care of it to get to Rabi? You know, if you don't take, if you go to war, you're going you're gonna to leave your, your vineyard. We don't, we're, not, we're not concerned for not taking care of it. We're concerned for me not, not for some reason. Well, just understand why. It's just like the house, though, because if the house has to be complete before you can. Consecrated. <coughs> that implies that if you're in the process of building it, you've got to go to war. It's not right. ready to be consecrated. Yet. So just like the vineyard, no, the, 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 difference process, is, the difference is you're saying again, you're saying build the house, not in the process of building the house. So rather, so not build the house. Not a karen means oh, yeah, but it's okay. It's a v'leichilulai. V'leichanachoy means it has to be roi for chinuch. V'leichilulai means it has to be roi for chilul. I don't have a raya, but I'm just talking. So Pasha says just the fourth year right now. That's how we're holding. That's what. That's what I would say. I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have to do some more research. What was that? Well, yeah, that's the Echad HaNetea? Yeah. That's the explanation, yeah. When it says in it, okay, um... It's really good that you're sitting right there. Because whenever I'm lost, I just look up and I see what I should do. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, okay. Um, maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe we should stop here talking. Even though we have three lines of Mishnah. Okay. Holding, we're holding on the bottom of Mendez and Dezim, the last line. <coughs> so the Mashuach Mochama said that you, Kalal Yisrael, are not like this. Um, you're going, and the Mishnah said you're going with Hashem. Hashem is going with you. So, the and why did he speak in such a specific way that Hashem is going with you? Why didn't he just say Hashem is with you? What does he mean that Hashem is going with you? Yeah, 
explains the Gemara, the Pnei, because Shahashem, because the name of Hashem, the Chol Kinuya, and all of the Kinuya, meaning the, the uh, nicknames, so to speak, of Hashem, Munachim Ba'orim, were placed in the Orim. And that's what it means that Hashem was going with them, that Kilu, the Hashem himself was there with going with them. The Torah was in there? It was the Torah and the Shivrei Luchas, Taisa says. <coughs> were there. And they went, they brought them into battle. And so too it says, And Moshe sent them, Elef Lamata, a thousand per e, per Shevet, Latzava, to the army. Oisom Vez Pinchos. Them and Pinchos. That's what the Pasuk says. And the Gemara now interrupts the Pasuk to elucidate. Oisom, what does it mean, them? Elu Sanhedrin. This is referring to Sanhedrin, which is equal to all of Klai Israel. Because it says Oisom. It's Moshe sending all of Klal Yisrael, so to speak, a thousand per each per Shevet. Aysam is referring to the Sanhedrin, who was equal to all of Klal Yisrael. And Pinchas, he sent Pinchas, Zem Mashuach Malchama. This is referring to the Mashuach Malchama, who's going out to uh, be the general or be the motivational speaker, etc. Now, the end of the Pasuk says, and Hashem, again, Hashem, Moshe sent, a thousand, sent them a thousand per Shevet for the army. Them and Pinchas, the Klehakoidesh, and the holy vessels. What does that mean, the Klehakoidesh? Ze Arain, this is referring to the Arain, the Luchais Shaboy, and the Luchais, meaning the Shivrei Luchais that were in it, the Chatzaitzrois Hatrua, and the Pasuk concludes that they had the trumpets of Trua in their hands, Elu HaShaifrois, these were the Shaifrois which they would use during battle. Okay, fine. Correct, right. So we're bringing a pasuk for the Klei Kodesh. Is that the point? No. To bring. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. For the Klei Kodesh, for the Aaron and the Luchas. Yeah, exactly. That's part yeah. of that pasuk that was quoted at the beginning. What's in that pasuk? That's correct. That would. That's right. That's what I was saying. That the pasuk is interrupting. The Gemara interrupts the pasuk to elucidate, and then we can com- complete the pasuk. Okay. Good. Tana. It was taught. Loy lechinam. It was not for no reason. That Halach Pinchas La Molchava, that Pinchas went to war, to battle against the Midianim. Ella, rather, it was Lipara Din, to mete out justice on behalf of and take revenge for Avi Imai for his grandfather. Shanam, as it says in the Pasuk, Machru El and the Midianim sold him, sold Yosef to the Egyptians, and so the Midianim had a hand in Yosef going down to Mitzrayim. So Pinchas, who's Yosef's grandchild, grandson, is coming to take revenge on behalf of his grandfather. To which the Gemara asks, Lememra, do you mean to say, did Pinchas me Yosef see that Pinchas came from Shevet Yosef? But it's written in the Pasuk, Ve'elazar ben Aaron, and Elazar the son of Aaron, Lokach he took for himself me b'noiz putio, from the daughters of Putiel, Loi Isha for him for a wife. That's what Elazar ben Aaron. Elazar ben Aaron. So we said that we said that the that Pinchas' mother's father, meaning his mother's grandfather, was. That's the Brisa says that Yosef was the grandfather of Pinchas. That's what the Brisa is telling me that the Brisa Brisa knows 
that the grandfather of Pinchas is Yosef. To which the Gemara is asking, you mean to tell me that Pinchas comes from Yosef? Yosef was the one who was sold by the Medianim to the Egyptians. So the Gemara is asking on the premise, or on the assumption of the Brisa, the Brisa assumed that Pinchas is the grandson of Yosef, and Pinchas is coming to take revenge on behalf of Yosef. Do you mean to tell me that Pinchas is a grandson of Yosef? But it's written in the passage that Allah ben Aaron Akayin, Allah ben Aaron Lakach Leibim Nice Putiel Leili Isha, that Allah married a descendant of Putiel. Okay, now we just said that Pinchas's mother descended from Yosef. The pasuk says that Allah's wife, who was the mother of Pinchas, was a descendant of Putiel. Who's Putiel? My love, isn't it so? That Putiel is the Asimi Yisroi, that she came from Yisroi. And Putiel alludes to this because Yisroi was someone, Shepitain Agolim, that he fattened oxen, he fattened calves, Lavaydes Kechavim, for Avaydezara. Meaning the Pasuk says, Allah married the daughter of Putiel, a woman who came from Putiel. We are under the assumption that Putiel. Is, as we'll see in a moment why, that Putiel is referring to Yisrael. So if Elazar married a woman who came from Yisrael, okay, so who was Pinchas's mother's ancestor? Yisrael, not Yosef. So the Bryce has said that Pinchas was coming to take revenge on behalf of his grandfather Yosef. Pinchas's grandfather wasn't Yosef, Pinchas's grandfather was Yisrael, who was Putiel. Because we know Elazar married a woman who descended from Putiel. And Putiel is Yisrael. Answers the Gemara, Lloyd. No, no, your assumption is wrong. You assume that Pinchas comes from Yosef. I'm sorry, from Yisrael. Because it says he came from the daughter. Elazar married a woman who descended from Putiel. No. When it says that, that Elazar married a woman who was descended from Putiel, Putiel is not Yisrael. Putiel is Yosef. Are you missing a point? Because it's Pitein Agolim. Did you mention that? That's why. That's, that's why we why think. That's why we think Putiel is referring to Yisrael. Yeah. Loy, no, me Yosef. When it says that Elazar married the daughter of Putiel, it means he married a woman who was descended from Yosef. Shepitpate that he mocked, he disgraced, he was mevazeh. And he conquered the Yisrael in his Yitzhahara. So again, the Pasuk says, let's just take it step by step from what the Gemara is saying. The Gemara first says <coughs> that Pinchas went out to wage war against Midian to take revenge on behalf of his grandfather Yosef, who was sold by the Midianim to the Mitzrayim. Now the Gemara says, why, where did you get this from? That Pinchas is a grandson of Yosef. Don't we know from the following Pasuk that Pinchas is a grandson of Yisrael? What's that Pasuk? The Pasuk says that Elazar married the from the daughters of Putiel. Doesn't Putiel mean? Isn't it a reference to Yisrael? Who fattened calves from Avedazara, and that's why he's called Putiel? So if Elazar married a daughter of Yisrael, that means that Pinchas didn't come from Yosef, he came from Yisrael. To which the answer is no. The Pasuk is not saying that Allah's are married from the daughters of Yisrael. The Pasuk is saying that Allah's are married from the daughters of Yosef. 
Putiel is not a reference to Yisrael, it's a reference to Yosef. And how does Putiel relate to Yosef? Because Putiel means that he was mefatfet. He mocked his, uh, his Yitzhahara. He said, you think you're going to get me? I'm going to overcome you. So when it, the Pasuk means is, Elazar, the son of Aaron, he took from the daughters of Yosef as a wife. And Pinchas is now taking revenge on behalf of his grandfather Yosef. So Yosef, there's a reference to, the, the, the people is a reference to Yosef. Whereas by Yisro, it's Mamish, a Kenuya. It's a, he was known as, as, as uh, by the name. Shapitim? He was, he was known. No, he was someone who did that. Putiel is saying wasn't, that he... Well, wasn't he, wasn't that one of his seven names? Wasn't he known as Putiel? No. It's one of the seven names that Rashi brings when Yisro comes into the picture. Putiel? Yeah. I don't know. I'm saying that made, that made him... More, more of a more, candidate. More of a candidate. I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I'll check that. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, we have to see the, we have to see the Mascara Sagamara, and then we'll understand why that why maybe referring to him and stuff. But uh, here. Was it the Midianite women that seduced the. Yes. Well, it wasn't Moabites, the Midianites. No, no, it was both. No, it was both. Moabites, not the Midianites. Okay. Well, it was, it was the two of them together, but. Because I was thinking, I'm wondering why the Gamora needed to come on to getting revenge for his grandfather. But why know, him specifically? He had he, he was just a conway. He just he just killed Zimri, right? He was like going strong against Midian already at that point. Like let him go and do battle that, you know? Once you're raising questions like that, what is that about Midian getting revenge? And what's the Midian getting revenge? And what's the they That's were right. they were a vehicle. That's it. The Ishmael sold Midian as far as they know, just some random slaves. They sold them. He wasn't some random slave. He still wasn't a random slave. Even in Mitzrayim, they thought that he looked he looked like a noble, noble person. If I'm sold a product, even if it looks like a special product, I'm not like. I think the cops would still have times on you. You should have known. <laughs> Hashem definitely has a lot of times in you. <laughs> okay. Farsh Yisra in the beginning, yeah. Compared to Shemos, I mean, just sitting in nine that he was, they probably got a good amount of money for it. Who's that? For your sake. I mean, you're saying that why didn't, why is he... Why are they culpable? Why are they culpable? But they're culpable because even if they, I mean... Well, there, there, there were slaves on the market that right, it was... Right, right. I'm saying that they probably, you know, they probably knew. Uh, so I'm saying, that's right. I agree with you. I agree with you. He, they, he knew because they knew. They should have known because he didn't look. He looked. He didn't look like a regular, you know. Yeah, probably. Yes. But, okay. Um, answers the Gemara. Or practically, a question. But but were the shvatim mevaza pinchas by saying the following quote? ben see the son of Puti, this son of Puti. Mevaza means uh, they were disgracing him, or, or uh, yeah, disgracing him. They were disgracing him by after he he did his act of kanos, killing Zimri and Cosby. They said, quote, ben Puti Zed, did you see the son, this son of Puti? Ben, what does that mean? Ben, a son, Shepitem Avi Imoi, that his grandfather fattened Agolim calves, Lavezes Kechom, Ravezezaro, Yarag Nasi Israel. he should come now and kill a Nasi Zimri? 
End quote. That was the Bizoy. So Frechtigemara, how could you say that Putiel is referring to the fact that he was the son of, grandson of Yosef, who was Pitpain, the he, he overcame his Yitzhahara. But we see a different time that he was called Ben Puti, right, because of... Uh, because of the fact that his grandfather was Yisrael, so we see another Raya that his grandfather was Yisrael, and to the Gemara, you're right. Both of them are true. Ella, rather, and now we're not really giving two options, well, we were presenting two options without us taking sides. Ella, rather, if his mother's father was from Yosef, then the Imei Yisrael. That his mother's mother was from Yisrael. The Imei, the Imei, me Yosef, and if his mother's mother was from Yosef, Avua, the Imei, me Yisrael, then his father's mother was from Yisrael. And therefore, Nechanami, he had both lineages. He had the fact on one side of the family, on one side of his mother's side was Yosef, one side of his mother's side was Pinchas, was both. I'm sorry, was um, Yisrael. Thank you, Nami, thank you. His mother's mother was from one. Are always saying it's either or? It's either or. Either his mother's mother was Yisrael and his mother's father was Yosef, or his mother's mother was Yosef and his mother's father was Yisrael. Okay, Konami, it's mashma like that in the Pesukim as well. The Chsiv, as it says in the Pesuk, Mibnais Putiel. Here. The daughters of Putiel. It says it with a Yud. Shrei mashma. The fact that it says it with a Yud. Malay, it's mashma too. You see that there's two putis. Number one, puti of Yisrael, and number two, puti of Yosef, who was the fatheh of Yisrael. Yechanan is correct that Yisrael is one of Yisrael's names was Putiel. Well, In the Maskelon Sakamara, his name was Putiel. I mean, that's what they said. Then Puti Zev. Yeah. Right here. Okay, good memory. Okay. You think I would remember that because my father's name is Paltiel. <laughs> Paltiel is from Palti ben Lakish. Palti ben Laish. Palti ben Laish. Yeah. Palti. Ben Palti ben Laish was um, when David Amelach. David Amelach married Michal, and then Doike Daimi told Shaul that the marriage is not valid because David's grandmother was Rus, and Rus was from Mayov. Now that accept the Mayav Kabbalah. Now, really, the boy has already darshan Mayavim Lamayavis. But Doi was saying Lashon Hara to get in there. And Shaul HaMelech took Michal and married her off to Palti ben Laish. Palti, Palti ben Laish. For, I don't know for exactly how long, it was a very significant long time that Palti ben Laish and Michal lived in the same room, so to speak, as husband and wife. There was a sword in between Palti's bed and Michal's bed. Because Palti knew that the halacha was in Boyaz. Shaul was the king and he said that he, should, he has to marry her. But he put a sword in between their, in between their beds, never to be, because in his mind, she's bad since she's an Aisha Sish. That's Palti ben Laish. Yeah. Uh, that's. No, the, 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 the Gemara talks about, because I'll talk about the. The, the yeah the, the fact that he was I mean yeah I mean maybe there's a, maybe there is a connection there I don't know I don't know okay Zok the Mishnah 
Okay. So now we go by there. The Dibru Hashaitrim. And the Shaitrim spoke. The Shaitrim are repeating now what the Meshuach Muhammad said. The Dibru Hashaitrim El Ha'am Lemar. And the Shaitrim, the officer, spoke to the nation saying. And again, we're going through, we're elaborating a little bit more. I don't know if, if the Meshuach Muhammad also elaborated. Or the Mishra is just saying what, what he meant. But the Shaitrim would repeat what the Meshuach Malchama said. The Dibru HaShaitrim Allah Am Lamer. The Shaitrim said to the nation saying, Miha Ish, who is the man, Asher Bona Ba'is Chadash, that built a new house, V'loi Chanachoy. And he did not, uh, he wasn't Mechanach, and he didn't do Chanukah Zabayis and start living there. Yeleich V'yoshev V'beisig. He should go back and return to his house. Vigoymer, etc. So now the mission explains, what does it mean? <coughs> who is it that built a house? And didn't yet live in it? Says the Mishnah, This refers to someone, both someone who built a, a storage house for straw, or a barn, or a storage house for wood, a storage house for wine, for oils, or for uh, grain, a silo. Any kind of home, any kind of building that's fit, that can technically be used for a dwelling purposes, that exempted the person from going to war. Hanukkah Zabai is not a celebration necessarily, but a usage. You have to use it. You have to... Okay? Ha'otzarais is a general storage house for grain, for wine, or for oil. So any of those is going to count. I mean, not only a regular house, even if it's a base tevin, a, a storage place for straw, base ha-bakar, a barn. Does that have to be completed? Bakar has to be built, yeah. It has to be ready to roll, and then... And, says the Mishnah, both whether someone built it, or if someone bought a built house, or someone who inherited a house, or if it was given to him as a gift, even though all this thing, not necessarily is the house new, so this is a raya for hand-me-downs. It's new for you. So if it's new for you, that's, a, uh, that's enough to send them home back from war. Okay? So that is in, <coughs> in the exemption of Again, number one, it doesn't have to be bono. It doesn't have to be necessarily what we would call a bias. And it doesn't necessarily have to be chadash. Okay? Any of these other iterations are also going to be exempt. Is this exemption optional? Like if I say, hey, I got a new woodshed, but I still want to go. I don't know. I don't know. And this is being repeated from the Shaitrim. Yeah, but it's being said first and repeat meaning as in like they're spread out versus people can hear, or like what's the point of the repetition? I, I think it's more like um, you know, they're they're seeing it through. The Mashu the Mashuah is giving the Jurash, it's like the Rebbe, like we used to have them the Torgaman, the Khutzpah Torgaman, right? It's like saying it and then they're like making sure the masses understand it. Right. And and uh, makes sure it's executed properly. So, you're talking about for you or not? 
Chazarin in the previous Gemara, we were talking about uh, Pinchas being the <coughs> That up until then, when we were holding it before, we thought that the first time we had Menachas Mitzvah was uh, was with Yehoshua. But this goes all the way back to like very early, like early things of the Moshe, yeah. like Moshe Daniel. Yeah. Uh, and I hear. I mean, because because we would assume that Mashua, the Menachas Mitzvah would be in Eretz Yisrael. This wasn't. <coughs> this was Menachem Nikmas on the Diyanim, or Menachem Nikmas on Yisrael. Yeah. Okay, the next part of the mission is Umiha Ish, and who is the man Ashanota Kerem who planted a vineyard, the Loi and he did not deconsecrate it. What does it mean he did not deconsecrate it? That means like this. When a person plants a vineyard, so the or, or any fruits for that matter, the first three years the fruits are Asr Bahana. It's called Arlo. The fourth year they have kedusha on them by fruits. By fruits, it's called netaravai, which is the fourth year of the fruits being born off the tree. And by a vineyard, it's called kerem revai, the fourth year of the vineyard. Those fruits either have to be brought to Yerushalayim and eaten the kedusha, like my sheni, or your machalal them, which means you deconsecrate it onto money. Eat the grapes regular at home, and then bring the money up to Yerushalayim and eat it piktusha, just like you would do for Maishu Shemi. So the Pasuk is saying, who is the man, Asher Natokeren, who planted the vineyard, and he didn't get a chance to be mechalal, to deconsecrate those fourth-year fruits, <coughs> or fourth-year grapes, meaning he didn't get a chance to use his vineyard. Why did he use that specific... Uh, example, if you consecrate, why don't they say, bring it to which would be the ideal, which would be the ideal. I'm not sure if that was the ideal. I'm not sure if that was necessarily ideal, if it was a lachabchila or a <coughs> actually. That's number one. Um, number two, the first way you ask the question is, why, why don't you just say that they used it? Yeah. That they ate from it? Well, no. Oh. They Yeah. It could, I'll tell you, I mean, the truth is, I don't think that that was standard. Uh, not only was it not l'chatkila, I don't think it was standard. Imagine if every year you, you'd have to go up in all the year. They have shalosh And then besides that, every time you have a vineyard over here, you brought in a new vineyard, you got a new thing, every, you're always going up. It wasn't so practical. So they were, being mechal, it was something which was standard procedure. So then... So the money, yeah, the money you could do you by yomtiv. On yomtiv, they would use it all. They would use it. Okay. That's why yomtiv expenses for them were very little, because it was it's like Chavetz um, Chaim says. I'll just share with you, even though it's a tangent. It's such a for me. It was such a chashma thing when we came to St. Louis. So we opened our bank accounts, and my wife said, "I think her father told her this is something." You should have a special miser account. Don't just take off miser. Have a special miser account. It's much easier to keep track of everything. You just take it. But not only that, what I've seen personally is that you don't feel the nisayin as much. Because when I get my paycheck, so I take off miser, put it in my account. I control that miser account. And then I get a knock on the door like I got one tonight. Yeah, couple right? And... I'm writing a check, but it's not from my bank account. It's from the miser account. So from on both ends, you don't feel that nisayim. You're administering 
Exactly. Exactly. But in the beginning, you don't feel like you're giving it because it says my name on the. It's my name. I could transfer. I could. It was just a. Uh, so so on Yom Tov, they would come up. They had all this meiser and 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 all the different things for all of their Yom Tov suits in Yerushalayim. I have everything already. It was like an automatic way of, of saving for Yom Tov, you know. Okay, so <laughs> who was the man who, who planted a vineyard and was not mechalalit? Says the Mishnah, <laughs> This refers to whether someone planted a vineyard of grapes, which if you look in the picture of Rashi, Rashi, those, those five dots, those five stars, that's what's considered a vineyard. You have two, two and then one, like a tail, okay? So whether it's when someone planted a vineyard, those asterisks are vineyards. Oh, they're vineyards. Yeah. That's a that is a vineyard. It's five different grapevines oh, that to get together. Yes. Together, it's considered a vineyard. Whether it was with someone who planted a vineyard, the Hainu, five grapevines in this specific formation, at least five grapevines in this specific formation, which had a classification of a vineyard for. Or someone who planted. Or someone who planted. Five fruit trees. Again, pastures in this formation. To give it a status of an orchard. Where I would have the din of Netarevai. Not Haminin. Take out the hay. Even if the five trees are from different species. I have an apple tree, an orange tree, a lemon tree, a peach tree, and a nectarine tree. Okay? I have those five trees in that formation. That has a status of an orchard. There's going to be netaravai, and that will exempt me from molchama. Use the phrase again for the fourth year. Netaravai. Revai. The fourth, yeah. Yeah. To clarify, are we, are, we talking, are we only talking about when your vineyards in the fourth year, or it also includes all the years? No. What we're talking about right now. No, it, it, you have to have had those three. In other words, if, I'm, if I have this, if I planted it, I'm second year, I'm still going to be exempt. No, I'm going to oh, be yeah. exempt. It's included in the sentence. Okay, okay. I didn't get a chance to use it. You want to know if I go home. If I, if I, okay, again, by the house, for example. I wasn't mechanach the house, so I go home and I use the house. But I'm exempt from this war. So now I plant a vineyard. For the next four years, I'm out. I'm free to go. The hush just would, is that what, that what he understood it? I mean, not, not based on anything, but that's how I understood it. For four years, that's it? I mean, based on everything we're learning, it's not like they need to No, but if I care, maybe, that, maybe that's the answer. Right, right. So for three years, you got to go to war. That's, I would think so. That's, I would think. That would answer your question a little bit also. Being chalards. Yeah, that's why not going there. It's, yeah. Cause it's the I think it might have. No. no. It sounds like the same thing repeated twice. What do you mean? One who planted a fee of a Yeah. Somebody who did that. Was a Well, that's the same thing. Why makes the planting part? Why don't you say, you know, I had a chance to be a Well, you have to, you have to own it. Mitea is a lush of planting. We'll see in a minute that it's even if you bought it. 
But the point is, it has to be in your jurisdiction to be mechal. That would be implied by just saying anyone who has a chance to be mechal is in your yet. I, I, I didn't get a chance. I didn't close the deal to buy it. I'm not going to be puzzled well, then. Yours, then. Right. Say why say? I'm saying why why say the the planting part of thing? Everything's implied in mechal. I, I think it's just like it says. He bought a he built a house. Built, built, plant, you know. And the it's not really something which is a requirement. Why does the Torah say it? I don't know. Well, that's just how I'm thinking why it makes sense to say that the only one goes The whole time. Is often. Of, like, is it no purpose if you take care of it to get to review? You, you're not, if you don't take, if you go to war, you're gonna, you're gonna leave your, your vineyard. We're, no, we're, not, we're not concerned for not taking care of it. We're concerned for me not, not for some reason. Well, just uh, stand wide. Like because if the house has to be complete before you can consecrate it, <clears> that implies that if you're in the process of building it, you've got to go to war. It's not ready right. to be consecrated. Yet. So just like the vineyard, no, the, difference, the, the, difference process, is, the difference is he's saying again, he's saying build the house, not the process of building the house. So not not a karen means oh yeah but it's okay v'loy chilulay means it has to be roy for chinuch v'loy chilulay means it has to be roy for chilul I don't have a raya but I'm just talking so pasha is just a fourth year right now that's how we're holding that's what that's what I would say I don't know I have to I have to do some more research. Those are examples of of Because it says, Mi Aisha Shir Lo Nata Kerem, and now it says, Akhanota Kerem, Akhanota. Is that an explanation of that? What was that? Well, yeah, that's the Akhanota. Yeah. That's the explanation, yeah. When it says in the. Okay. Um, It's really good that you're sitting right there. Because whenever I'm lost, I just look up and I see what I should do. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe we should stop here talking. Even though uh, <coughs> I have three lines of Krishna. Okay.